When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Amazing Race Canada here on Rob is a Podcast, episode six. I am Dan Heaton, and as you can tell, Jess is not here. She is taking a wonderful vacation, but I have an excellent co-host here who is going to come in and give so many cool thoughts. She is a member of the RHAP class of 2020. She has covered Big Brother 24. She's talked about Survivor. She's been on Tarpits. She was recently on Pod Friends, and she has Reality Realness is her channel on YouTube where they cover she covers so many shows, Challenge USA, Love Island, Bachelorette, and is covering Amazing Race Canada just like us. Oh my goodness. It is Chantel Francis. Chantel, thank you for subbing in. This is going to be so fun. It's so fun for me as well, because before I was even part of the Robinson Podcast community, I would listen to you and Jess. And so I recognize your voice for sure. But now <laughs> I get to have like a conversation with you. Well, for us, it's in person. But yeah, we get to have a little <laughs> chat. So I'm kind of fangirling right now. Oh, come on. You don't have to say that. It's okay. It's true, though. It's like, you know, when you have a really a familiarity with a voice. Right. And like now I'm getting to talk to that voice. So it's a little surreal. Well, it's really fun, too, because, you know, the Amazing Race Canada was off for a while. And for them to finally come back this season and to have such a, an odd season, I will say. But I would love to know just up front from you, since we haven't really talked about it, what do you think so far of the season? I mean, we're six episodes in, yet we don't really see, we still have almost all the teams. I don't understand what's <laughs> happening. 
Uh, okay, it's definitely a unique season, and I, I'm from Canada, so I usually will hear about when the castings happen, and so I didn't hear anything about the casting, and then all of a sudden, I was hearing from, like, you know, spoiler accounts that, like, Tashawn was on it from Big Brother Canada, and I'm like, like, what? When did the casting happen? And so I do feel like they put this together without doing it through their regular channels, and they kind of just was like, we're putting out a season all in Canada, but for me, it feels more like the amazing sponsored race as opposed to the amazing race. I'm enjoying it because I love the show itself, but like I'm really being inundated with sponsorships. And that's kind of what I'm starting to notice every episode now. Yeah. And I think that is pretty common, as you know, with the Amazing Race Canada. But I think it, especially after watching a few seasons of U.S. and not having Canada like back and forth. I I do remember now when you watch it and it's like, like this week where they're going, I mean, I've never seen, I've never thought so much about Marshall's in my life as I had in the past <laughs> two month and a half. So it can be jarring. I've especially, I've heard that from people, you know, you have somebody who comes in like in the media race Canada and they're like, why are there so many tasks with sponsorships? What's going on? And we, you kind of get to the point now where we're almost just joking with it, but it is definitely this season full on every episode. I feel like really. Every episode, and I, I don't know if you're watching it on a Canadian channel, but like even all the commercials in between, it's like Subway. And I'm wondering when there's going to be a Desjardins commercial because John Montgomery is like in a Desjardins commercial that's playing all the time through it. And so every single so, oh, Marshalls, there's a Marshalls commercial between ev like every every segment. And so we really are getting a lot of like sponsor, sponsor, sponsor. And for me, it's just losing a little bit of the race. Like what I really enjoy about the amazing race when they travel to different countries that I've never been to. And like, they have to do tasks that are things that I've never experienced before, really unfamiliar with. And it just seems for me, I just a little bit like I could, make this race like I could easily do this race and I could probably make this race it doesn't seem challenging and like wow um still fun but I think it's losing a little bit of like what I love about the race and that's like taking people to unfamiliar areas and seeing how they adapt yeah and that totally makes sense like Jess describes this as like the chamber of commerce episodes where you go somewhere and it's like Oh, like that would be fun. We could just go around town and do that. And I think, I don't know, like you said, I don't know if it's because of the planning. Like, I mean, they filmed this just like in April and May. It was really recently, I think. So I don't know. I mean, I don't have any behind the scenes info, but maybe just the uncertainty of the pandemic and everything. Maybe they, they really put it together quicker, but I mean, for me, I'm enjoying that it's back. I think, um, but I, to answer what you said earlier, yes, I have been watching it from Montreal in quotes, <laughs> you know, and I wondered if it was just like somehow like the way it's directing it, but man, John Montgomery, he's, he's driving a Chevy around. He's going <laughs> to meet with farmers. He's, Subway. he's the guy at the one with the guy at the barbershop that they played like over and over the one week. And I was like, okay, we, we get it. If it wasn't for the guy in Marshall's or that w woman with the winner's dress, I would, I would just see John in every commercial and it is all of them. <laughs> a lot of John. He's definitely making his paycheck, I guess. Like they're using him for all it's worth. <laughs> so well, what do you go ahead? That was a little bit frustrating with the season. Um, is that like 
you know, it's in Canada and it's being contained. And like, I, I do enjoy being able to see places where I live or where I've been. Like, I find that to be entertaining for me just as a Canadian. But how on earth did was it three or four teams that ended up getting COVID? And I'm like, I'm never really a fan of like, you know, leave the race and then teams come back. And like, I know that we're, we're being adapted. We're adapting just because of the times that we're in and we want to have the show on the air. But I still am, am shocked that so many teams had to be taken out due to COVID-19. Well, yeah, and especially because I'm sure they were doing, but we will see a little glimpse of someone wearing a mask or whatever on the show, mm -hmm. but I'm sure they were doing some decent precautions and such. And then for three teams to get knocked out and then for them to continue in some fashion, you know, because that's the thing where we've talked about like the behind the scenes interests me because then, I mean, obviously this is the perfect week to talk about it where you have two teams get eliminated earlier two come back in when three go out. Now three coming back this week and you kind of get, and it's really like, it's mind boggling to think too, that we've had six episodes and in a weird, two we've had teams. three. Yeah. And we've lost two teams because again, keep on racing this week and only three different teams have finished last. Like if we go through it, it's like Julian, Kathy, Corden Alley, Cassie and Jamie, Cassie and Jamie, Julian, Kathy, Corden Alley have been the teams the last. I'm like, this is very weird. I don't understand what's happening right now. <laughs> Neither do I. And I mean, I guess we're getting more episodes because I was kind of thinking like, oh, we're going to be down to the finale real quick. Like, you know, we're, you know, maybe episode eight, it'll be done. But I guess with this, how things have changed now, at least we'll probably get a normal length season. But I, I just find it, I just find it really strange that people, so many people went out and like it just how it all got mixed around. It was just, it was just, it's been odd. Yeah. And I feel for the production because I'm sure they had to be like, well, are we going to have a season or are we going to just shut down completely? Because if you lose all those teams and you don't do anything and you just proceed like they would have, they lost the first two, they would have been down to five teams after <laughs> three episodes, basically, I think the third episode. And so they would have been like, how do we even do this? We can't have six non-eliminations because even us <laughs> did this where they came back with fewer, even though they brought the teams back. And I felt like they're like, they just kept not eliminating anyone. But they had to because they had a, an episode run. So I guess we could talk about the episode itself and kind of jump in because we're going to quickly get to the the big reveal and the challenge. But we cannot skip over. I believe. Are, do you currently do you live in Toronto? Is that I where do. you do? Oh, well, how do you feel about, you know, they start out the teams. We start with six teams. They fly to Toronto. And the only thing they do in Toronto is go to the downtown Marshalls. Wonderful, a wonderful challenge where you go to that Marshalls, which I, um, I mean, Marshalls are in, I'm in Missouri in the middle, but we have some Marshalls, but I, I admit I don't go that often. But how familiar were you with, um, with the downtown Marshalls that they had? Okay, I was very excited when they got to Toronto. I was like, okay, and they're taking the Up Express and they're going down to Union Station. It's like you some very familiar territories for me. And then, you know, I was thinking like, oh, are they going to have to decide? Are they going to get off at College Station or or are they going to go to Dundas and walk up? Like I was trying to, I was thinking of what they're going to do, but they didn't show any of that. And then we get to this like Marshalls that I don't even know if I've ever even been to because I know I believe that's near College uh, College Park. And there's a winner's there, but I don't know if I've actually even ever been to the Marshall. So 
I don't know if I've actually been to a Marshall's in Canada. I've definitely been to a Marshall's in the U.S. I remember thinking like maybe being inside of one and not purchasing anything and being like, oh, this is not the same as the U.S. But like, I don't think I've ever purchased anything from an actual Marshall's. I definitely have purchased from a Winners, but not from a Marshall's. And out of all the things that you could possibly do in Toronto, that wasn't, it's not on the list. <laughs> like, if it's like, someone's like, oh, can you give me an itinerary of what I should do? I have like four hours in Toronto. What should I do? That would not be it. <laughs> it's in the heart of the city, though. It's totally the is. That's Well, they could have gone to like Dundas Square and do something interesting <laughs> down there, maybe, you know, but uh, this Marshalls is like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. And it is interesting because, um, you know, they went in there and they had them search for outfits, which had to be less than $200, which since they gave them the outfits that was required, that would happen. But, you know, I understand Marshall's. I mean, like I said, they've been giving out gift cards. I mean, if, if Brendan O'Connor had won, I think their gift card total will be up to like $9,000, <laughs> but they, they ended up second at the end. But this, this test really didn't matter because all the teams ended up on the same train. They all were going to because they wanted all of them at the same spot. So John could introduce the three teams. So, I mean, I appreciate at least they didn't over like we've seen sometimes, especially in the U.S. when there's a sponsor where they will spend a long time on that. I appreciate this was quick, but also I kind of took me a minute to realize, oh, yeah, it didn't really matter. Right. It didn't matter. And why did they need to go to Toronto at all? <laughs> like they just didn't need like, there's definitely marshals in london ontario so like i don't know why they needed to do the stopover in marshals just for that one or in toronto for that one particular marshals task it makes me wonder too because you know with them bringing back in the teams that obviously wasn't something they planned when the season started so i wonder if i mean they probably planned the marshals test but there was probably something different or who knows if they were still going to go to the East Park Golf Gardens or anything. But I think maybe there was something, I think at the beginning, it's like they wanted to have them do something maybe. And they were probably shifting things around. Like they were always going to go to London, Ontario. But obviously the thing with bringing the three teams in had to be a little on the fly, especially given that, you know, a few weeks ago, they they didn't know that this was going to happen until a few weeks ago. Well, couldn't they have brought the three t- teams into Toronto? Because like <laughs> it's a it's a better airport to be able to get more people to fly into. Like London is quite a small airport. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm sure there's reasons yeah. for all of these things, but I'm just was like, that's what you're doing in Toronto. Like you can do that <laughs> anywhere in North America, pretty much. Um, it would have been nice if they just did maybe a little bit something else in Toronto, just to showcase showcase the city, because that's what I do love about the Amazing Race. And even when we're only basically centered in Canada, I like being able to see different places that I've never visited before in the country that I live in, or if it's a country that I don't live in, and. So the fact that they were in like one of the biggest cities, most major cities in Canada, and we went to a Marshall store where they picked out clothing. Like, I don't know. I feel like they might have been able to utilize the city a little bit better. Oh, I agree. I'm more I'm just play, I'm more playing devil's advocate as much as anything. But let's move on, because I know this is kind of really where the episode starts where I mean, no offense to Marshall's, but where we get they finally they take the train to London, Ontario. They're all on the train. They drive then to the East Park Golf Gardens. Again, doesn't really matter. They stop them all there. John is there. Everyone's very confused and they bring the three teams back. And I know you mentioned earlier, but I'd love to hear a little more 
What do you think about bringing them back? I mean, again, the teams weren't eliminated, like John said, but I'm curious for your thoughts just on, okay, given everything that already happened, this choice to bring the three teams back in and have two come back um, rather than one or rather than all three and kind of compete in well, sort of a task. Okay. I mean, I do understand, like if I was one of the three teams I was taking out because of COVID, I'd been like, oh my God, I'm so grateful for this opportunity. Like I, I hated that my race was cut short. I kind of wish that they just stopped like halted production for 14 days or whatever and allowed people just keep it the same um, and just like pause it that way because I kind of feel like the people that still have been racing like they've been staying in I don't know hotels or I don't know how they're they they're living while they're on the race and you know they're not eating well and like there's a lot of other different factors that they're having to to contend with while they're on this race and these other people, yes, they were healing themselves from, you know, being sick, but they're probably at home. They're probably being able to be comfortable. If they learn that they're going to be going back, they could probably discuss like, Hey, this is what was working before this, is what wasn't working. Like let's fix our strategy. And so I think that they have a, a really huge advantage being able to kind of come back into the race fresh with some new knowledge while everybody else is kind of stale and didn't been like running these races for these two or three weeks that they weren't a part of it. So I understand why they would want to bring them in. Um, I also don't understand why they just didn't let all three teams just do this one leg together. Like, well, why? I don't understand why we had to. It's like a, a literally they went and found a clue in a golf course. Like, that's not really a task. And that is going to determine whether or not you're going to be able to come and join the race again. I was like, that's a little bit silly um, for me. So I, I thought that they should have just allowed all the three teams to then at least all come and participate together and just continue along um, the race that way if they're going to do that. Well, yeah, and when they brought back the two teams earlier, they had them do a speed bump, which granted was just inflating a raft, but it was something. So, And also, they didn't eliminate anyone this week. So in That's theory, you could do, I mean, I, I don't know, you could have made that, the if you really, if they already had in place, they could have made that the speed bump. Okay, sure. find it. Maybe give each one a different clue so then they, they don't just pass along and, you know, kind of to the other team. And then still eliminate someone this week. And you could still do the double elimination next week. I think I don't know. It could be multiple things. One thing is, I think maybe the show thought this can be something that's never happened on the Amazing Race Canada before. You know how they say that? Or they only had a certain number of camera and sound people, and so they had to get rid of someone, which is kind of a <laughs> stupid thing to say. But it's, it's possible. I, I don't know. Say they only had in the budget like only two <laughs> golden passes. They could have only made two golden passes. Um, I really don't know if it would be the budget for uh, an extra person, a sound and, and camera person. I, I don't think that 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 would be it um i'm sure marshall's could provide with another person <laughs> marshall's um toronto store we need something they need clothes please, please. <laughs> um so i mean why do you think it was just because um the show thought maybe we need to make it so it's not so easy like they have to do something to get back in is that maybe that's part of it i'm thinking that they have a timeline that they're trying to keep and so with how many more um eliminations that they have planned um you know non-elimination legs whatever i think that they have a certain amount of things planned and i don't think they want to have like a triple elimination so i think that maybe it's just that um planning 
Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, because I, I do feel like I felt really bad. I would have felt bad for any of the three teams. But Dennis and Darrell come running in and they're like, yes, we're back. We're doing this. And then really, Court and Alley find it. Um, the clue, of, which was pretty not that hard. But I guess if you didn't know there was a wishing well in the golf course, maybe you wouldn't know. But then Court and Alley give, they sort of give the answer to Catherine Craig. They say it's the one with the bucket or whatever. Which that made me feel worse for Dennis and Darrell. Not that I wanted Catherine and Craig to be eliminated. They've been really fun. They have a good story. But you come out of it just kind of like, man, they're gone. That's that's too bad. Yeah, and they do that sometimes on like uh, like Big Brother. You know, it's like first night eliminated a house guest, and it's like, mm-hmm. well, we don't care about this house guest. Like, why are you eliminating him first night? Like, I want to get let him allow to, this person to play the game a little bit before you eliminate them. Like, I don't find that particularly compelling TV to have people who who just get their dream just taken away from them, but like really quickly. Uh, maybe the producers think otherwise. Maybe they do think that it's entertaining to see somebody's dream get snatched away from them. Um, I think that it would have been really a lot more interesting to do a triple elimination next week. Like, I think that that would be wild and just allow these people to play a full leg. Um, They came back all the way to just like go and search a golf course and then they're out of the game. I'm like, for me, it's not compelling TV. No, I understand. There was a season of U.S. um, where they eliminated someone at the starting line and it was these kind of goofy yoga instructors. And I remember being so annoyed, not that I like that team, but, but it's like they had to find like a license plate or I forget. It was something very generic. It took like a half and they're like the first time ever we've eliminated a team. And I'm just like, could you imagine? I mean, um, applying and interviewing and all that goes into getting on a show. And then you're like, Phil's there or, you know, John's there. This is I mean, this isn't exactly what happened to us in a because they did compete in a few. But, you know, and then you get eliminated right off the bat. I would be. That would be so hard. I don't know. Yeah, they've totally done that. Now that I'm thinking about it on yeah. some other like U.S. seasons of The Amazing Race, where it's just kind of like, you didn't find your, you know, your backpack fast enough. You're out of here. <laughs> and it's like, wait, just let them at least run a leg. I don't particularly love um, even elimination the first leg. I kind of like I like them just getting into the groove of the race a little bit. Um, I know some people were like, there's too many non-eliminations. But I, I think the first leg being a non-elimination I'm fine with it. Or maybe I keep on racing just because it allows people to get their race legs on. But I, I've never been a fan of like immediate elimination before the the race even starts. Yeah, I agree with that. They've done that a few times, you know, where they do a non-elimination or like you keep on racing and the teams too. some of those teams often end up doing OK because the teams are just so relieved and everyone and the, everyone else is still pumped. Like here we have where. I don't feel like Beverly and Veronica were the only team probably feeling this way, but the camera, I don't know. The editors really, really just like to zone in on Beverly and Veronica this week to show that they had this face like, Oh, okay. And later though, they were cheering when the teams came back. So I think that might've been overplayed a little bit. I'm not sure why I'm sure we'll see in the future, but I understand that they were kind of the mouthpiece, right? For any team that maybe didn't want them to come back because these teams have been, pushing so hard and mm-hmm. and again i don't blame any of the new teams if i was racing and they said you can come back i'd be like yes i'm back absolutely 
But it's kind of weird, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they, I don't know if you watched, um, I believe it was the most recent season of um, Australia, The Amazing Race. Mm-hmm. And they just kept bringing new people <laughs> yeah. into the game. Like, I was like, what is happening here? Like, people getting eliminated, coming back. Like, like athletes coming into the game, like, eight legs in. I'm just like, it was so wild to me. Like, if I was playing as someone that started on day one, I would be so frustrated with all these new people coming in at such an advantage you know like like 10 and you're coming into the season like what what's happening <laughs> so yeah i'm not a fan of that personally and if i was playing i would be i would probably feel like bev and veronica were feeling because it's like man like we've been trying so hard to stay in this game and they just can easily get to waltz in here from finding a a, a clue at a wishing well yeah that australian season my goodness. I bring it up so often because it, again, there's always something weird, anything weird that happens on this season. It's like, well, you should have seen Australia. They did this other thing. And it's like, and it was so long. That's the thing that season, they had so many episodes and they would just do nomination. And then they're like, here's the stowaway with these, these muscle guys. And, and I was like, what is, what is, I mean, it ended up working out where the teams that got to the end, not to spoil too much. I won't say who won if you haven't seen it. It's worth watching, you know, if you can locate it. But those were not stowaway teams. But for a while, it looked like they might be. And I would have been really disappointed. I was just like, I was just rooting against anybody that came in late. I was like, no, you're out of here. No, <laughs> I don't, you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> oh, man, I could go on for a while about that because that season and they're having a new season in like two weeks or something, mm-hmm. which I just heard, which is... um around the world so we will see how that goes but um probably going to be a lot of episodes so more start. than 24 you think <laughs> I, I was just joking with sarah from nerd team yeah. and being like it's gonna be six episodes a week <laughs> and, she's like, really? oh, no. and i'm like i'm kidding but <laughs> i still haven't finished australian survivor from last season because there's so many episodes and it was really boring oh but, i mean it started off really good i was thinking about the season before which is like oh excellent Season yeah, the, the season with like George and Haley and everything. Oh, that was that was a yeah, this this new season. I'm almost done. Um, okay, well, <laughs> let's get back to this with the detour. So now the teams are back. We have Aviate or Animate, which Aviate, which um you're going and assembling a propeller, kind of a typical kind of similar to when they put the bike together or some other things. And then animate is the fun challenge with the motion capture suit with virtual Monty. Very exciting. You get to be John Monty, John Montgomery virtually. But um, so we have these two and it seems like one would be hard. But as we've learned from listeners, one of them was actually seemed easier. What did you think of these options? I'm curious. Well, okay, I work as an actor sometimes, so I would probably have been really excited to do the motion capture one because like, I think that's really cool. But I don't know if they get to see the animated version of themselves doing it. So I don't know if it would be as fun as it is for us to be watching it or if you like have your own video like game character that you are creating. Um, So I think that with like my background, I would have chosen to do the motion capture. Um, it just seems like like if I was to direct somebody to do it, I think that I could direct someone to do it. And if someone was directing me, I could I could actually do it. So I feel like that would have been for me the safer task to do, because I don't know about putting together mechanical thingy-majiggies with nuts, bolts. And I do like instructions and putting things together. But like, I don't know if on a time crunch, if I'd be good at that. But I was also thinking that 
maybe a new rule for myself if I were ever to go on the race is not to do something that needs to be judged individually, because that I think is what kind of hurt the motion capture task. The fact that like, if they didn't do it right, they had to go to the back of the line and wait for everybody else to have their try at it. So I'm of two minds now that I've seen how it went down. I probably would have chosen the propeller task now with more knowledge, but beforehand I would have gone for the motion capture task. Yeah. And that's a case where that's a really good point about the individually, because every, you could have a case where you had Cedric and Deshaun and Brendan Conner, Beverly and Veronica, all being able to put together propellers on their own at the same time. And then the other one where it's like, okay, practice and then go through it. And it didn't seem like there were multiple courses because it was the same judge and everything. I think it was all just one course and also because you had five, they didn't, everyone didn't know this, but you had five teams go to the fun one. It's a case where you might have to wait longer and teams like court and Alley, if they, you know, struggling a little bit could be there, but you know, here's the question you brought this up is that I think they were just showing us the same video of John over and over. Like I was starting to think like that. And the difference was if somebody was in sync, it wasn't as much like you got your own video. It was like, are you in sync with virtual Monty? basically is what it was because we kept watching it and I didn't see like if people acted weird, maybe it was a little different because you did see somewhere if they jumped weird, you know, virtual Monty would kind of waver or whatever. I'm doing this on zoom, which no one can see me wavering with my arm. <laughs> I can, it's for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so I don't know. It looked hard, but I think, I think it was a case where it was, it seemed like the real challenge was the person doing the actual jumping and all that. But I think the real trick, was you needed a really good director, like we saw with Franca. If you had someone that could describe things, kind of like when they had to describe the owl sounds a few weeks ago, where if you have someone who could describe things really well, that's why Fernella did so well. Nothing against Nella's ability to jump and everything. It wasn't as much about athletics. It was more about, here, I'm going to tell you what to do, and you have to do what I saw. And that's hard. That is not an easy task. Well, and also being really good at paying attention to details. A lot of uh, there was one time, one um, time where Cassie, I, she really thought that they had got it. But like, I was like, no, he kind of must muff, muff <laughs> up the end there. Like I could see that he didn't actually nail it, but she thought that he had nailed it. And so, you know, even just like, you know, ducking underneath different things and how they were maneuvering. If you don't pay attention to all those little details, it seems like people were getting a no, that's not good enough. And so. So, yeah, paying attention to detail and being able to describe that to the other person would definitely be it, it make it a lot easier to do well in that task. Right. Because Marika is an actress and does some crazy like hoop dancing and everything and was really, you know, physically capable. But Jesse may not be the best at, you know, explaining everything through and doing all that because, again, exactly. he's more silent and more, you know, great athlete. But again, doesn't seem like, you know, they, their relationship is different than Fernella, who's just like, OK, and then you do this and then you do that. It's very different. And they ended up using the express pass on that because, um, you know, I thought it was the right move to use it. They didn't know it was a non-elimination and um, could have easily ended up in last place. So what they weren't that far off. Well, I think that it would have served them better if Marika did 
the directing part of it because I think that she would it's her world she would have understood maybe the little little nuanced things to to point out that Jesse might it just might you know go over his head and so I think that if they had flipped that maybe they learned from maybe a future task of like hey just because I'm good at performing maybe I should direct you sometimes um I think that that would have been better for them and I think that they would have had better success um I was frustrating with them though because it it very much was an easy task. Like they had to what, like jump once, do a two foot jump and then pick <laughs> up like a, a relic. It, it, it didn't to me seem very difficult. If you mess up once, I feel like most people would have gotten it on the second try and third try at the worst. I understand like being scared for the fact that there's so many people there and having to go to the back of the line and waiting all that through and you don't want to be eliminated. But they know what's been going on this season. They've already <laughs> eliminated somebody this episode, like, or this leg. I feel like they could have assumed that it would be either a non-elimination or a keep on racing. Because I I was like, oh, okay, well, we already got rid of one team. Like, it's going to be a non-elimination for sure. Don't waste the express pass. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah, um, especially near the end. Not jump with Court and Allie where they're like, well, we really gave it a good shot and we thought we were, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, well, now they're not getting eliminated. This is like telegraphing it to the fullest. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, so here's the interesting thing, though, I want to bring up about this detour before we move on, is that this was brought up by a listener, Melissa Mack, who is a London resident. She brought this up on Facebook. She did the Google Maps and said that the detour distances seemed pretty similar. And I bring this up because the teams that went to Aviate came out of the challenge basically top three or top three of the four. And um, the top two were way ahead of everyone at first, though Fernella caught up pretty quickly. So basically, she said the animate option is downtown. So that's notoriously bad for parking slash construction. While Aviate was at Fanshawe's main campus, super easy to access, plenty of parking. I wanted to bring this up because I think this is a thing that is hard. I mean, as you know, it's hard to always figure out. That's why I've gotten out the Google Maps lately. And I'm like, okay, how far away is that? And that because sometimes you get head scratching. Where I'm like, was Aviate really that much easier? I don't think it was. But it still seemed like because of the other factors, 
that those teams all benefited by going to that, even though I'm not sure it took longer, really, especially for like Beverly and Veronica, who at least we saw struggling, trying to get answers from Cedric and Deshaun, and then still came out of it in the top three. Yeah, I was actually surprised that Beverly and Veronica did that task and then and then so doing that task and then going over and asking for help. Um, I, I feel like they haven't shown a lot of their relationship with the other racers other than when they try to work with somebody and everybody's just shutting them down. So I'm wondering, like, I like watching them. I think yeah. that they, they seem like fine people and they really are kind and nice to each other and supportive. And so I'm just wondering what's going on with them and the other racers, because we even see next week that like, again, and people are not wanting to work with them. And so that was one thing that was like standing out to me is like, I'm like, why would you choose this task? If, especially if you aren't confident of being able to do it on your own. Um, but I think that the main reason why they were all able to get ahead of the game is a, they had some instructions. So like if I had time and some instructions, I would be able to figure out putting some bolts in and some wires around some bolts. I, I wouldn't be able to figure that in. I probably <laughs> wouldn't choose that necessarily first off because like I'm not a mechanic, but and I like I preferred movement and dance stuff. But, you know, like if I ended up choosing it, I would be able to figure it out pretty quickly. And because we didn't have anybody else ahead of us to like, you know, check or anything like that. Yeah, you're definitely going to be able to pull out at least. I don't know, 15 minutes ahead of like what would have happened if you went to the other task. Yeah, everyone was pretty close, I think, because even we saw when they were meditating further on. I mean, all the teams were right on. I mean, as has been the case a lot this season, the teams are all pretty close together, which I don't know if that signifies tasks not being that hard or just I think a lot of it is distance where you're in a smaller area and going around. I mean, but, getting ingredients for a sub. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, you just go through it, go through the list, yeah, making a pie, you know, is, just, um, <laughs> they're all pretty, pretty. I mean, they're going to take pretty much the same amount of time is kind of what I'm saying. It's it's not going to you can't really overtake in some of these tasks. And also, there aren't that many that are just I mean, they've had some even the most recent season before this one where they had to dig in the sand and all the teams were just like, oh, my gosh. And they were there. Somebody took a four hour penalty and beat everyone. I mean, just like. Things that are super hard and maybe we're going to get to it. I don't know. We're six episodes in, but I want to Beverly and Veronica. This, this, we even <laughs> had a listener brought this up, Brian Halpin on Twitter, who said, you know, are they just giving a, neg a negative edit? Um, they just keep showing them, you know, he has, it's, it's a two, sh they show them trying to get help pestering and challenges. They seem upset. They were the only ones they showed being upset with the returnees, the express pass thing that came up previously. We saw it next week. I mean, yeah, like you, I'm looking at, especially early on. They, I mean, they've, even when they get stressed, I'm like, they're competitive. They, they get along really well. They, I don't know. There's either there's something we're missing about the relationships maybe, or they're setting this up for something in the future, which, um, I don't know. It's been really weird because this show in general, especially this season, everybody's getting glowing at it. I mean, there's constantly people laughing and, you know, and, and being silly and whatever. And then you see them and it's like, what is going on? I don't understand. You know? Yeah. They're definitely the outcasts of this season. Um, and, you know, I, I first really noticed it, I believe, was the the when Brendan and Connor were giving out the express passes and I just assumed that they were going to give it to them. Mm -hmm. And then the fact that they were like, no, I'm not giving it to her. We're not giving it to them. No. And like so upset. And like then Frenella, they were like they didn't like them at all. And like I was like, whoa, like, I feel like it was just like new information that like nobody likes these two racers and they don't seem to be picking up the clues that people are kind of frustrated or, or bothered by them. I think I would, I feel like if, 
you know, what was it in the diamond task where they had to like draw the knots and she was trying to get help mm-hmm. and nobody what like for, um, I, I think it was Frank up. Yeah. Didn't want to help her. And, and, but like, I don't know why they're not understanding that they're kind of rubbing people the wrong way. It's, it's very strange that we're not giving full information as to what's going on with this team. We're just kind of seeing how everybody's reacting around them and them not being affected by it. Yeah, because like even there where you've already had times where you tried to ask or whatever, and, you know, even they seem to be getting frustrated with things. And again, I when the express asses are given out, we talked about this where Brendan and Connor were like, we give it to people who have the right character. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, boy, <laughs> this isn't this isn't. But they didn't. Exp- we don't know why. I mean, why they even thought that. Not why. You know, it's very weird. And um, I mean, Brendan and Connor. This is kind of a, a side question. Have you grown tired of the pocket, every other hockey reference yet? Or is it just me? Am I losing losing um, interest in all of that? I don't know what the right word is. I'm impressed by them. I, I, I didn't expect them to be so great at so many different things. Oh, yeah. So they're definitely really strong racers, but I'm definitely not rooting for them to win season <laughs> if that answers your question um I, I i am also a little bit tired of their their antics um i mean they're they're lovely people um i like that their their relationship seems to be really good um i think that if they did win they would deserve the win like they've been playing they've been very strong very positive but i'm also like i don't know i'm a little bit over <laughs> their antics myself as well yeah. so not just you I think, too, I think a lot of it is the editing because I feel like um, so I, that's why I don't want to pick up the too much because I feel like part of it is they probably they're they're doing races all day. I mean, you know, for, for a few hours talking, you know, constantly, whatever. And then we just see the clips of the same things. And so I don't I, I don't want to be too critical because I feel like one, all the other racers seem to really enjoy them, which is probably so I don't know. We just talked about this with Beverly and Veronica about the other racers. So I don't really know. But Regardless, I think some of it may just be the editing is hitting the same beats too much with them where it's like, yes, we know they're they're fast and they they're, they have a lot of quips and that that's great. These country boys in the city or, you know, like, yeah, like, oh, we love surfing. Oh, we love skiing. Oh, we lo-, like, <laughs> yeah, I get it. It's true. <laughs> yeah. OK, well, let's boy. move on. Let's move on to the roadblock here. Who wants a new best friend with lots of really cute canine companions? where they have to lead the dogs in a task that at first to me seemed very hard, but didn't end up being so bad where you have to lead the dogs through a course, 45 seconds, you know, memorize the route. John really explained it like, and I thought, Oh my gosh, this is going to be really hard, but not that much. So, but kind of fun. I mean, people get to interact with dogs. That's gotta be fun. I think. Yeah, it was super fun. Um, just reminded me of like, I don't know, best in show or just like any like dog movie. It must have been fun just to be hanging out with dogs all day um, or for a couple hours or however long it took to do the task. But the one thing, though, like I just wish that it was something a little bit more about the area. And that's kind of it's just kind of the repeated theme for me this whole season is when they first did, I believe, the first season of 
the Amazing Race Canada, they really want to showcase Canada. And I, I, I appreciated that when since we were going to be leaving the country, I, I, I like that they were showing things about Canada and like things that you could do in Canada that I was unaware of. So as much as I enjoy this task and I love dogs and it was seemingly fun, I, I like when at least an episode or a, like a, a leg is jam packed with a lot of different things. I just was like, I just wish that there was more things that were very Canadian centric, Canada centric. Yeah, that makes sense to me, because I think in general, I feel like the show does a good job overall. I'm talking all the seasons has done a good job of presenting things of me not being from Canada. But I wouldn't say that this season is the strongest in doing that, I guess, because I don't know, again, if it's we're already up to, you know, this far into the show, season eight and everything, or if it's just, you know, who knows, but that is something that's interesting because, um, I don't know. I it's, I, they've always, I really appreciate how they've done a good job. And even early on in some of the seasons with the pissed up creators and everything, of really showcasing the different cultures in, in Canada, which, um, you know, the U.S. really doesn't spend a lot of time in the U.S. except for that the family season, which um, did not do a good <laughs> job of showing off the United States. And, and the building. final leg, which is usually not the strongest leg of the season. <laughs> they always go to a stadium. It's like we've got a lot of sports yeah. stadiums because they want to they don't want everybody running through cities a lot and stuff. But yeah, but I think that's what I've always appreciated about this show. And I think they're still doing it like when John gives his intros, he'll usually mm-hmm. talk about the area. But I agree that not. Like the thing about it is, is I'm thinking back to the previous episodes and I'm thinking, you know, where they went and they've done fun things like, oh, they they did the workout dance in in Fernie or they did, you know, they've done fun things or they went and had that guy read out of that book about fly fish. Not I'm not going to recap all the episodes. We've all (laughs) seen the show. But but again, those some of those are not particularly like this is for this area, you know, the biggest thing. So that is true. Where again. Okay, episode. I mean, okay, episode overall, fun. I love the fact that they have so many tasks, but I think one part of that, the only downside of that sometimes is you're doing a lot of things, but um, you can be flying through it sometimes. Like even this, this roadblock I thought would be the final thing was not. I and mean, we had, you know, we had cute dogs. We had Torch, who was really <laughs> torturing Franca, you know, and everything. We had the moment with Deshaun where he, it's so the dog funny. like flip away and the dog just stops and looks at him like, yep. yep. And that <laughs> still finishes. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. time too. <laughs> With like, oh, I would have made it. It's fine. Just the dog knew what it was doing. But so uh, he was of- waiting for the applause, I'm sure. Like he's just like, come on, give me some applause. Cheer me on. And then he's like, okay, I'll go and do it. <laughs> Definitely a performer. Yeah. But overall, I mean, that's mostly it. I don't know if there was much else from this. It was mainly just a few fun moments. And that it didn't really have, from what I could tell, a huge impact on the standings. The teams generally arrived mostly in a similar. It did allow the one thing, even though, even so, Brandon and Connor were first. They continue to be first until the meditation. So it really, it was a fun thing where we can show off dogs and John can kind of do his little intro and talk about cute dogs like he likes to do with owls and goats and all the other animals. (laughs) There's a lot of them. But really, I don't think there was that much more, right? I mean, I don't know what necessarily what you could do in London per se, but like, yeah, for that particular task, um, what else could they have done? Maybe make them do it blindfolded. Like, I, I don't know how to, <laughs> how to how to enhance this task a little bit. Um, it was fine. It was fun. Yeah, it was it was just fun, fun. 
You're thinking about the challenge. They're going to blindfold them and have them crash into things. <laughs> exactly. Very fresh in the brain, I think. But <laughs> all right. Final task. Western Institute of Neuroscience, where they get to go and meditate, where either they hear birds if they're doing it well, like Fernella, or they hear thunder, like Cedric and Deshaun, mostly Cedric, for not doing it as well. But um, I don't know. I thought, again, I thought this was fine. I do appreciate he mentioned that London is really big for higher education, and they really did have kind of a through line this week of going to colleges and institutions and things like that. So I appreciate that. And here they did make them do something very different when you have these guys like Brendan O'Connor who want to go, 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 and then they have to stop. I don't know. What did you think of this last final task here? Okay. <laughs> I say this nice. Um, no, I mean, I enjoy meditating. Like I do like connecting, you know, I like yoga. I, I, I'm a hypnotherapist. And so like getting into that kind of Zen state, like is something that's very familiar to me. It's not necessarily something that I want to watch somebody do. <laughs> it, it, it's, you know, if I'm not participating myself, like, I don't know if I want to just be entertained by somebody that's unable to meditate um but for plot product placement sake i did look it up <laughs> so i did look it up to see whether or not like hey maybe i should buy that that's kind of cool like, to know when you're like in like a theta brainwave state because that's like the state where you can like really make them lasting changes so i was actually thinking about that for myself and like you know maybe i could bring that as to be part of like my practice and stuff so it did hit in that sense where um product placement worked and i'm interested in maybe purchasing one of those yeah that's interesting because i actually did i had never i've heard of other you know similar type apps you hear a lot for calm and other apps like that but i hadn't really heard of this one muse i should mention just just to, <laughs> since it was on the show that's yeah, but, yeah, they're not a sponsor right now. Neither is Guru Energy, though. You know, we talk about them enough. I think they probably should be. But basically, I thought about it too because I'm not really a big meditator. I will try, and I will sit there, and then I'll go, "Okay, all right, I'm a little bored now." Okay, so I don't, I don't know if I'm the best person to think about that. But I did. I was curious because it seemed like an interesting way to um, to think about it. Now I don't know. Do you need? I guess you need the. Um, I don't know what to call it. The thing you put on your brain, essentially, you can't just do it with your phone. You probably need the extra device to really get there. So I don't know, but I found it that part of it interesting. But again, I don't know. I mean, it did impact who won the trip to Honolulu and the $1,500 from Marshalls, but I don't know. It flipped things around a bit, but I don't think it was enough where really like Court and Alley did not have a chance really to get to catch up. And also, like we don't get to really see, I know we had like a counter of the birds on the side and, but like, you don't really know how that went down as well. And so it was an okay challenge, like, especially like you mentioned with them, um, Brennan and Col Connor, like being able to like, they're not able to really slow down and be calm. So it was a nice challenge for them. And so other people that are a lot more easily able to tap into that Zen state, um, they got an advantage here, which like who, who knew that that would be an advantage <laughs> on the amazing race. Um, but I still just think that it was just a little bit of a, let's try to figure out a challenge to use this product placement in a little bit. 
Yeah, I think you're right. And being the final task of the leg that, um, I mean, I enjoyed some of the quotes, like, you know, I think I need to meditate for my, after my meditation or this meditation, <laughs> this meditation tell just stressful. That was, that was Marika. Marika was stressed out all, all episodes. So she was stressed out at Marshall's. And I think part of that was to show that she was going to use the express pass, but she used the word stressed a lot. Even Jesse seemed to get frustrated, which you know, that just doesn't happen. I mean, you know, I mean, except for that time when they made him stand by the water when he was getting mad, but in general, he doesn't get frustrated. But yeah, in general, I mean, we get to the end and we have, you know, Franca and Nella win their second leg. We really, I don't know about you, Jess and I really underrated Franca mm-hmm. and Nella when the season started. We drafted them near the end. They even called us out on Twitter about it. And because <gasps> most of the time, like we thought with a lot of the teams, we were kind of on top of it, but we missed on Franca and Nella completely. And they've now won two legs and they've been near the top almost every week. It's cra- It's really good. And they ended up being one of my favorite teams at this point. Like I, in the beginning, I didn't, I wasn't, I was like, oh, sisters. And they're kind of loud. I'm like, oh, okay, we'll see. And they really, I'm really grown to them. Like I'm really rooting for them. I want to see them do well. I like, I guess it's because they're just kind of a ordinary people that are able to do really well in these tasks. And so I'm definitely rooting for them now. And, and I, definitely judge them as not necessarily being a strong team in the beginning and they're fully proving me wrong so i'll take ownership on that <laughs> proven wrong like i definitely definitely didn't know what they were capable of and i'm impressed well, i'm a notorious terrible amazing race drafter before the season so um it probably doesn't surprise me but yeah i'm with you though i'm rooting for him too where it's not against the other teams but they're funny, but also they seem to find ways to break the challenges, not break them like actually, but to find some different way. Like when they were trying to count and they were trying to come up with it, they always find kind of a, a different way where you have some teams that are very good, but are just like plowing ahead. Like we are really fast and we're going to keep going. And then they kind of are like, we're just going to we're gonna stop for a minute. We're going to figure it out. And I appreciate that, though, because especially with kind of the tasks we've had this year with a lot of math, a lot of um non-physical things i mean not that they're strong i mean there was physical they've done well at physical stuff but this has not been the like um the equivalent of of something like there's been seasons where they they bring in a bunch of buff people and they make them like climb mountains and stuff we haven't (laughs) really seen that at all this like this season i kind of want that though come on (laughs) let me see the rockies like i don't know repel somewhere i I would like to see a little bit of the mountainous <laughs> stuff, but no, it, it, that's what I've been saying. It just seems it's a very like a basic race, um, mm-hmm. enjoyable because I love the the amazing race in general. But like, I would love to see some a little bit tougher, a little bit, you know, people's fears being tested. I guess that we did have that one task where they had to climb up on, I think it was episode one um, at La Ronde in Montreal, where they had to climb up the whatever the, the Ferris the Ferris wheel, yeah, um, and so. You know, I guess that was one. If you have a fear of heights, maybe then that could be a bit of a problem. But I, I, I like when people have to do something that they're scared about, or like they're not sure of, or the wrong person does the deed or the the roadblock. Like, I, we, I need a little bit more of that personally. Yeah, and I hope that we see more of that because yeah, we've had a few times, but it hasn't been as much. So I, I hope keep my fingers crossed that we see a little more of that as we go. But yeah, so we basically. We will go through and we have Brenda Connor, Cedric and Deshaun make the podium. Beverly and Veronica, Cassie and Jamique, then Jesse and Marika. But then we get to the end. We have the three teams there 
And, you know, Craig is giving his eulogy for Cordinale on the mat. And John's like, no, John is a terrible poker face, just to have to say. But no, <laughs> they're not even here yet. They're still meditating. But you guys are going on. And then next week's a double elimination. So I would love to hear what you think about that, because they did do that. There was a season of U.S., the one with Ethan and Jenna from Survivor, where they had a really weird, they had a non-elimination in the first leg and then double eliminated with a very strange episode where I think they got a little, a raw deal. But to do it this late in the season um, on Amazing Race, I mean, this is kind of unprecedented, really. Well, I guess it's not really that late in the season when there are only two <laughs> teams have been eliminated. So it's kind of like leg three, kind of <laughs> like or like true, three. actually. <laughs> um, so I- I'm happy about it because one thing that I didn't enjoy necessarily about the Australian season was like, we want people out of here. We want people to <laughs> like win the race. Like we want it to happen. And so if this is going to help people a try a little bit harder because that's one thing that um about Darrell and Dennis I didn't find that they had hustle and I'm like I want them to hustle more and like in general this season people don't have the hustle that I also really appreciate when I'm watching the races like people really want to do well and they're trying really you know, a little more frantic energy I, I, I'm also missing and so maybe with the fact that two teams are going to be eliminated and put a little bit of hustle in people um next leg and so I'm fine with it People need to go. <laughs> like, it's time. <laughs> Get rid of them. <laughs> I mentioned this last out. week, but Australian Survivors last season, they had this whole thing where they sent all these teams to purgatory or sent all these players and they sent four players out and then they come back to compete. And I'm like, oh, great. One's going to come back. That's fine. And they brought three of the four back. And it was like five hours worth of content to eliminate one person. And I was like, this is too much. I can't take it anymore. And it was like someone we didn't really know who had like a purple edit. And I was like, no offense to that person, but it's like, come on, come on. We need to lose people. And then next week, though, double pass. What is a double pass? I don't understand at all. Um, double pass. Um, maybe two people, two teams can skip over a task. That's what I thought it might be, because someone even said it's a U-turn, but it doesn't look like a U-turn. I think it's something maybe you can. Oh, this is maybe a thought. Maybe you can. Like you get up there, you have to do it, but you can have someone else skip the task. Like maybe you can, or maybe you get to skip it and then pick another and, friend to skip it. Okay. I mean, but why do they need that? <laughs> they, they don't necessarily need that. What else could a double pass mean? Double. It's definitely two people are going to get mm-hmm. something. Um, or maybe have to do the same task a second time. Oh, so it's kind of like a U-turn. But it's like, but you're doing the same task a second time. So a double pass at it. <laughs> second pass at it's it. It's like, oh, they, like they picked the hardest thing ever. And they're like, yeah, you like that? Now you're going to do, do it. It's, gonna be, it's like they have them eat like a plate of food. Now you're going to eat twice as much. Like, what? <laughs> I, I, that's, that's double. Um, oh, that's so um, crazy. I don't know. It's. It's a new one. They're trying a lot of firsts. I don't know if that's good or bad this season. Some have not been their choice. Yeah, I mean, I never, I, I'm usually a purist. It's just like, I like how it was when we started and fell in love with these shows, like mm-hmm. getting all fancy. I usually don't enjoy. Um, 
we'll see what happens with this one, especially since there's going to be a double elimination. So no matter what, two people are going home, but I'll be frustrated for the teams. Like say Franca and Nella get whatever this double pass is and it ends up making them one of the bottom two teams and it's going to be eliminated. I'll be annoyed with the double pass. You know what I mean? So hopefully it's an okay one, but (laughs) it will really frustrate me if like a team that has not been out of the game due to COVID and has not been in the bottom and has not been saved by a non-elimination leg gets taken out by their new gimmick. I'd be very frustrated and feel terrible for them. So hopefully it's not that effective. Yeah. Well, going by trends, if Cassie and Jamaica and Courtney end up last, then we'll have this weird situation where they have each been last three times now or something. <laughs> or something. And they've only been through seven legs. We've only had three teams finish last. Or so. I don't think it's going to be Courtney based on the Alliance, but I don't know. They finished last twice already, so we'll see what happens. But um, shall we do questions now? Sure, let's do it. Before we do, I just want to take a brief moment. We'll be right back to answer some questions. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Deal or No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. All right, we are back. Now, I've already answered a few of these. Or asked a few of these, so I'm gonna find some. There's been a, there's a few others that were not asked yet. Here's an interesting tidbit about the subway challenge. Actually, going back a bit, that I don't know if you were aware, being in Canada, but that the woman who worked at Subway during that challenge you reference actually won a contest. This is not her Subway. She was flown out from a different province just to film. This came from Ringo on Twitter. Can you believe that? I can believe that, but I'm surprised. (laughs) Uh, That's pretty cool. I mean, uh, maybe maybe it was part of her winning before COVID happened. And so maybe they're like, oh, we can get her to be featured here, even though it's not in her regular subway store. But that's cool. Yeah, she got a lot of camera time, though. A lot of um, here are your footlongs handing that out or whatever, you know, so very exciting. Okay, here's a real question. From Lens. So with more seasons having COVID affect them, do you think we will see more on-ramp tasks or double eliminations in the future? So essentially, like, and there's a similar question from John Johnson about Amazing Race 34. Do you think they're going to also prepare some sort of on-ramp? Do you think we're going to see more of this type of approach to plan for COVID or even just to kind of change things up a little bit? Maybe that's kind of a good way to look at it. Uh, so what does what does on ramp mean? What does that on ramp is what they called when they brought the, it was the task basically of finding the golden pass oh. the golf course. John was like, "Here's your on ramp task." That's what oh. they called it. Is kind of that that was the label. Gotcha. Um, hmm. 
I'm thinking that it was successful them using the plane last season and having, you know, not having to travel and using, you know, public um, or commercial flights and stuff, being in airports with a lot of people. So I think that that could be something that definitely in the U.S., I think that that's going to carry on until uh, maybe COVID is a little bit less rampant. Um, If we're just staying in Canada I don't know if they'll bother to do that because I still don't understand how they three teams contracted COVID. Um, You know, I've I've worked on film sets and like you get tested like all the time. Like, you know, it's they're so strict. And so it was just very shocking to me that they weren't able to contain it or or to keep their their bubble really secure. So I think that they're going to probably have to learn from whatever happened there as to how that was contracted. But I really hope they don't have more on-ramp tasks because they weren't good (laughs) or it wasn't good at all. Unless it had more elements to it. Like, couldn't they actually have to golf a little bit, maybe? Um, I don't know. Running around, seeing people look for something is not that interesting. An Easter egg hunt, not that interesting unless you're participating. So maybe if they had to have a skill with it where they had to do some mini putting and like, you know, gather clues and try to find the clues to figure this out. Like if it was a little more convoluted, I'd I'd say yes for the on-ramp tasks. But (laughs) at this point, I would say, no, thank you. I don't think so. I don't think they'll do it more. I wouldn't think unless they had to, and I'm guessing they're going to put in maybe like you described, they may try to shut things down or have to, I hope they don't have to do that, but maybe they'll, they'll come up with a, because I'm sure that they probably understand that some fans and I have not done like I have not been scouring the Amazing Race Canada Facebook page to know what everyone thinks, but some fans may not love it. But, um, you know, the fact that we still have eight teams or not. Yeah, we do. do we still we still have eight teams. Oh, my God. So maybe seven. I don't know. A lot. No, it's still eight because we had <laughs> six. They brought back three. Uh, this is the tough left. math that I have to do here. And then they took out one, Dennis and Durrell, and then we're still at eight. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, Thank I guess you. it was five, six, and seven at the mat, and then um Court and Alley would be eight. Yeah. Yeah. So, ooh. All right. Similar question from Derek Sue. Um, so what's your thought in general about, you know, we've seen it with amazing Race Australia and Canada. They're creating these new twists. Some of them are required by this, but also Australia, like you talked about those stowaways had nothing to do with COVID at least. So U S isn't even really doing U-turns. This is his, his question. I don't totally agree, but I'm curious for your thoughts. Do you like it? I think I know the answer because you just mentioned it, but what do you think about? Cause I, I am a, Old school Amazing Race fan. I like some of the. There are new seasons that are great, but I don't always love. The, same with Survivor. When they bring a twist, and you're like, ah, fire tokens. I don't know. So I'm curious for you. What do you think overall of them trying to just keep trying different twists, not new tasks, more different game twists? On the Amazing Race, it works a little bit better because it doesn't tend to fully break everything like some of the things that have come in on survivor or big brother are just like not good like the basic bare bones season for me is really that enjoyable because i do like seeing you know the social interactions and people using themselves to for themselves in the game so i don't need the twists on those shows on the amazing race i'll allow it a little bit more just because it doesn't 
they don't usually completely mess things up. But I did mention if this new twist ends up taking a front runner team and making them be one of the two teams being eliminated, <laughs> I'll be eating my words and being like, I hate twists. Like, I don't know why I said that. I don't mind them on The Amazing Grace. They're awful. But generally, though, they're not that they're not that bad. Um, you know, like the face off. It's annoying. Not that bad. Um, especially since like you still are able to do something and like if you just suck at the task, like you suck at the task. Um, what are the other twists that they've had? Well, I mean, I think the face off's a good example. I um I'm trying to think because they've you know, Canada hasn't done that much. They do face offs, they do U-turns, they've done express passes. They they haven't until this season. I feel like they've been more like the US has tried, they tried the face off, but they did it right before the end, which I thought was terrible because then teams we're getting eliminated with the head to head eliminated for silly things. And then they did that weird mega leg, which they talked about a hundred times. And <laughs> then all it did was, and then they brought back the yield, which was a terrible, I mean, again, I'm a little results oriented because it didn't lead to excitement. That's a big part of it. I think like you mentioned is that if sometimes you can have a twist, I mean, notwithstanding the turn back time survivor twist. Oh, don't you know, even get me started. Let's, with that one. let's not go there. But in general, <laughs> Sometimes it's results based because like you said, if they do a double elimination and do this pass thing and it's really compelling TV, but the teams that probably aren't as strong end up going out anyway, it's like, oh, that was fun. But if it screws a team, then you're like, hmm. So yeah, I'm in a similar boat. I don't know. I can't think off the top of my head. I'm sure there's something I'm forgetting, but I can't think of like something really crazy they've done on Canada that was like a game changer. I feel like most of the seasons have been kind of your typical things. And then they really focus on good tasks. And the big Canada thing is they have a gazillion tasks where us will have fewer tasks and then do a weird twist. That doesn't always work because I think they just, there's not enough things, but I don't know. I don't know if there's a good one. That's probably a really long winded answer to a pretty simple question. You asked me though. Well, I, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I guess like what, the one reason why I don't mind the twists as much on the amazing race is because they, you still get like the, the contestants still get to do an activity or an action. They still are able to really, you know, take control of the game. It's not like, you know, the producers come in and they do some magic and they can't, combat it you know like it's like oh like even like a tribe swap but you know you get swap screwed it's like oh man i was in a, such a good position in this game i know there's an element of luck to survivor but i got swapped onto a tribe where i'm in the numbers deficit and i get voted out like that yes it's part of the game but like that just doesn't feel good that they couldn't do something in mm -hmm. order for them to stay within the game and so at least with twists that happen generally speaking in the amazing race that they're still able to affect the outcome. They still are able to combat whatever the producers put in there, even if like they don't do it well, like they still have a chance. So I guess that's why I'm not as heavily against it. Right. And like double U-turn, I mean, in most cases, the you've seen plenty of teams get U-turned and just power through and survive. Now, when it was just one U-turn, sometimes it just felt like teams were just eliminating other teams and that was not good. But at least you had there's some control if you were able to to do it. Not always, but it didn't seem to cause many issues. So I think I agree on that one. Okay, let me see if there are any other questions before we wrap up here. Well, we had a question that I think I kind of know the answer to, but it's interesting. Lindsay, a different Lindsay on Twitter, asked, um, 
how they decide how you get from one location to the next. She mentioned the meditation is only about 20 minutes walk from the stadium and everyone drove. And um, would it be interesting to set up a foot race? So I think I kind of get the gist of why that happened there. But I'm curious. Um, it seems like this. Let me just say what I think. It seems like the show probably told them they had to drive. So I think a lot of times the show, well, especially because they want you to use your Chevys, but in general, the show's trying to leading you to a certain place and also in a certain amount of time. And who knows, maybe that walk, they, maybe they didn't want a 20 minute, you know, I don't know. It seems like in a lot of ways, the show sometimes gives you flexibility, but not as much as they used to. It seems like. Maybe this is where the, the cameraman is like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we are driving to this task. <laughs> Maybe they decide to step in and be like, I'm not running. I don't want to do a foot race. Nope, nope, nope. So maybe they put their foot down and decided like only one foot race like every four episodes or something like that. Maybe there's a new contract that we don't know about. Um, yeah, but I 100% think it's product placement. I think that they want to show off the cars as much as possible. Um, and maybe that's a part of their contract with the you know, Chevy is that like, Hey, we will use your vehicle this amount of times for this amount of task. And I think that that's probably why. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Well, before we finish Chantel, this has been great. I'm curious for you. Who do you, you're rooting for Fernella. You mentioned, who do you think are going to be the final three? Like, who do you think are going to be the teams that end up there at the end and it's okay if you pick the teams that have done well so far. I'm just curious to get your thoughts. I think Brennan and Connor are going to be there for sure. Um, I think Fernella will be there as well. And I'm wondering if Catherine and Craig might get up there because, you know, the fact that they came back and you said that, you know, we had Craig saying his eulogy at the mat and like <laughs> she has an amazing story and they're fabulous dancers. And, you know, a lot of the their story I know the most about. I just feel like it would be cathartic for them to be able to run the whole race, see all of Canada for the fact that they kept that in there. I'm wondering if it's because at the end of the race, whether they win or not, they get to say like, I got to run this race with my best friend. We got to see Canada. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like they're setting us up for that to be restated later on. So those would be my top three teams at this moment. You know, that's interesting because when they announced that they were out for COVID, I was shocked. Because Sean, I was reading their leg. I was reading the edit to myself and going, they're going to be here till the end. I mean, I don't know if they're going to win or not, but I was like, that's a final three or four team. They're getting all the screen time. They're getting all the funny jokes. I mean, that episode before they went out was like the Craig show. I mean, he was all, it was <laughs> hilarious, but we just were raving about them. And I was like, they're going to be at the end. And then they got removed. And that's also one of the reasons I went. And John even said, you know, the teams could not continue at this point. And I was like, even Cassie and Jamique had a really strange. Oh, actually, that was earlier when they went out. They had a strange exit. But again, they didn't seem like they were done the first time when they went out. So that kind of made sense when they came back. So I don't know. I hate to read into the edit too much, but um, I agree of the top three, like because Jesse and Marika seem like the third team as far as right now results until recently. But I don't. I, I think I like I was rooting for them hardcore, but when they use, I just thought it was a poor <laughs> use of the express pass. Um, I just like thought the task wasn't hard enough. Like there's, there's going to be a harder task than that 
for, to use the express pass. And so I feel like there's two other teams that are consistently stronger than they are that still have their express pass. And they do see that like, they're very great at, at some things, but then they kind of mess up and they get in their head and they, they, they're willing to quit sometimes quite easily. And so I can see them just falling out of the top three spots. Um, and that's why I'm kind of putting Craig and Catherine up there. Cause I feel like they have a little bit more tenacity and they, they try a little bit harder and they, they, they're able to motivate each other. And I feel like um, Manrika and, and Jesse, sometimes they get themselves down and they stop trying. So I, yeah, I think that they will probably be in like fourth place, but I don't think they'll make the podium this time. Yeah. I, I, it's hard for me to disagree. Well, do you have any other thoughts that you want to put out there about, about Amazing Race Canada before we kind of wrap up and talk about a few other things before we finish? Well, I'm happy that it's back. I was definitely really excited. I was like, whoa, where'd this come from? Like a season out of nowhere. And, you know, I, I might not have been so super positive about like what's been going on, but like, no matter what, I love the show. Like, it's definitely, you know, it's a show that I would love to participate in myself. Like, I love getting see, to see Canada and I love that I, I wish that they didn't have as much sponsorship, but if that's the only way that we're going to get it on the air, like I'll take it. And so, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm still really enjoying the season, even though nobody's getting eliminated. <laughs> and it's the, <laughs> the season that never ends. It just goes on and on my friends. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. And I love talking to you about it. It's, you know, it's, it's always fun having, having conversations with other super fans of shows. So it was so fun to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, definitely. And uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm just, just keep having seasons. That's, that's what I always think about. I make, I make tons of jokes we've made about Marshalls and, and <laughs> Guru Energy drinks. And, you know, I even tried one. I mean, the whole thing. But, How did but you part- enjoy it? I actually used to really like it because I, I think, yeah. I thought my, a friend of mine owned it, but I think he was just like a promoter when it oh, first right. came out in like 1999. And I was working at this like, kind of like a nightclub called Shark City. And like, I remember having like my first guru and they're like, it's all natural. And I'm like, it actually tasted good for you compared to like, I guess like the Red Bull, you know, version. Um, and I really like the taste of guru. And so it, it, it's funny that it's having its resurgence right now because of like, Oh, like I hadn't heard about it really that much, but you know, now it's all over the place with the sponsorships, but how'd you like it? I thought it was okay. I mean, again, I, um, I don't drink a lot of energy drinks in general or just like, you know, um, even like, you know, Monster or one of those types of energy drinks or there's 10 million Nitro, whatever, you know, all those different ones. But um, I will say that I thought it, it was not one of those things where like it was disgusting. I, th- I thought it was fine. I thought it, it was a little sweet, even though it is more natural. There's still a decent amount of of sugar. So I was just and I probably a few years ago when I was like addicted to Diet Coke, I would have been like, oh, that's fine. This isn't sweet at all. But now it's like a little jarring. We are like, whoa, whoa, this is more sugar than I'm used to. But in general. I thought it was fine. It was a little disappointing that it wasn't terrible, though. I will have to say. <laughs> you want it to be really bad? <laughs> well, I got to good podcasting. <laughs> I remember I liked it because it tasted like vitamins. It tasted like Flintstone vitamins to me, if you've ever had that <laughs> taste yes. before. Um, so I've always thought, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's good for it. It tastes like Flintstone vitamins. Yeah, I love Guru. Like, vodka Guru. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think it does taste pretty good. I prefer the taste personally over Red Bull, but Red Bull is definitely, definitely more popular and um definitely you know i've consumed more but yeah. uh, guru guru 
I think I would have that over Red Bull. So I'm, I'm with you. I, I, if I had the bell, I would hit the bell right now and agree with you on that. So, okay. Does that mean that they sell it in the States? Yes, they do. And actually, it was not hard to find. I didn't have to order it from Amazon or do anything like that. I literally like looked up online and it's like, it's at Whole Foods and went over there. My wife went over there and there was a giant display of them. And I was, she took a picture. I was like, really? You just walked in and there was a big display. It's like, yes. Yeah. So five minutes from my house, there was a giant display of, we just bought one, but they were selling them like crazy. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if they're clearing them out or if that was the promoting. I think, I, don't know. I think there was a new person that took over like marketing or something. And they're like, we're <laughs> going to make this a big year for Guru. <laughs> Amazing like, Rice Canada. <laughs> exactly. That's the start. And now it's going to be everywhere in Whole Foods USA. I think so. All right. Well, first, before we conclude, I did want to mention that there is a lot of there's a lot of other great coverage on Rob's Zapetskaya. Some that Chantel you've been a part of, like Big Brother 24, which I feel like I almost watched just based on my Twitter feed. I feel like I'm almost with what's going <laughs> on. But you know, Challenge USA, which I've been enjoying very much just because all the survivor people just keep on moving forward. All the Big Brother people go away. Love Island people are gone. Survivor people stay. And amazing race for that matter. But Bachelorette, Survivor South Africa, which I have not watched it, but I love Survivor South Africa, but I haven't watched this season yet. I've heard amazing things. And of course, you can become a patron of RHAP, which allows you to interact with people like us that are super fans and support Rob as a podcast. And, you know, so they're able to allow people like me to talk about Amazing Race Canada and drink your energy and think about Marshalls <laughs> and all the important things, you know, just all, all the crazy things. Well, Chantel, I want, would like to know, though, what are you currently doing? You know, all the things you've been on recently, plus your own channel. Please let us know what you've been doing. I definitely do a lot in the reality TV uh, universe, we'll say. Um, for With Rob as a podcast, as you mentioned before, most recently, I did a little interview with Matt Scott on Pod, Pod Friends. And so that was a really fun time. Um, usually I'm doing the interviewing. And so it was interesting to have to be on the other end and being answering questions about myself. So check that out for sure. Um, generally, most weeks I'll do maybe one live feed update with Taryn or I'll do some sort of coverage weekly. Uh, generally speaking with um, Rob as a podcast for Big Brother 24. Um, and then on my channel, so Reality Realist with three S's over on YouTube, right now I'm covering Love Island USA, um, which has been a great season so far. So it's season four. I've been enjoying that a lot. We're doing The Bachelorette as well. So once a week, we're going live talking about that season. Uh, these two bachelorettes, it's pretty wild so far. Um, and then I do a lot of coverage of the Challenge USA. So on Wednesdays on my channel, we go live right after the episode. On Fridays with Angel Cake Entertainment and the Nullified Take, we talk about it at 8 p.m. Eastern. And then on Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, I talk with Sarah from Nerdtainment about the Challenge USA. So usually very varied perspectives each time I talk about them. And also as new information comes, like seeing different exit interviews and finding out more behind the scenes stuff. So each each is a little bit more informed. So definitely check them all out if you're a fan of the Challenge USA, because every every pod is a little bit different. And I'm probably, you know, covering 10 other shows that I'm forgetting right now. But, you know, you find me. I'm always around at Shanfranfran on Instagram has all my socials. Well, excellent. Well, this has been really fun. And um, I, I always love talking about reality TV, especially The Amazing Race. So it's been awesome that you're able to come in and sub in for Jess. And 
provide we got to talk about it a lot. This was quite an episode to sub in on. You know, this wasn't a a dull episode with nothing. I mean, there's a lot to do, so it was cool. It was great. No, it was perfect because you know this episode, this week's episode, and last week I thought it had a lot of tasks and things that were happening. Before that, it just seemed a little bit kind of sparse. And so, yeah, I definitely loved having a jam-packed episode to talk about things with you. Well, great. And of course, you can follow me at the Dan Heaton. I also host a show called Tomorrow Society Podcast about theme parks. You can find all about that at TomorrowSociety.com. Follow me at Tomorrow SOC. I'm out there. I'll be back next week with Jess. Chantel, thanks again. We'll be back next week to talk about the Amazing Race Canada actually eliminating teams. Can you believe it? Will it happen? I think it will. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you again soon. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.